What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G. It's Gen Z Gap. Let's get into it. After all the stuff that I went through last week, I am so grateful for each and every one of you that listened to me in my half-sleep-induced coma. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of tests and some, you know, just sedation, etc., which a lot of people would say, why were you, um, you know, recording under that? Well, I wasn't, but... Just with how all tests and procedures go, sometimes you get a little bit of pain medicine, etc. And yes, I was just going to say, though, no, I did not use all of it. And no, I'm still not completely ready to talk about it for personal reasons. But like I said, I do have some health problems I've mentioned on and off over here. So you guys can go and look at that and you can, you know, do your research and, you know, follow doctors on TikToks, the doctors that are certified to figure out more. And maybe it'll help you guys figure out if you're having any of the same issues. So, yeah, we're going to go with that is the brief intro again. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. This week's Monday mood is going to be something that I saw on Upworthy, and you guys can find it on the Upworthy Instagram account, but it was just this adorable family. And I do want to just preface this by saying that while I don't think that we should always show children on social media for protection reasons, etc., this is one of the most heartwarming things I have ever seen. And I wanted just to give like a big hug to that whole family for what they're, you know, doing with raising this strong little girl as well as these kind, loving, sensitive boys. And before anybody says, yes, I know boys can be sensitive, I just meant as a whole just a very well-rounded family, a very sweet family, a very kind and supportive environment and I just I loved every second of watching that video. So what it was was this little girl is being tube fed and her brothers were gathering around giving her this pep talk even though she doesn't need one but it was just such a whole wholesome moment. So go and check out the Upworthy account on Instagram. You won't regret it. It was just it's showing What's great about family sometimes, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, yeah, uh, we'll move on from that. I don't know. For anyone watching the audio, and I might just, yeah. So, by yourself can sometimes be a challenge, nerve-wracking, you name it. And if anybody asks, well, Sarah, again, why do you do all this? Because I love it. I do deep down love it. If it seems like I complain a lot, it's just because lots of things are going on. And I'm just always trying to find the next step and how to make things better. Again, I can make jokes till I'm blue in the face, but again, ADHD and perfectionism. We are the perfectionists without really making a list. I was, again, complaining to my mom the other day about this slash today about how I, like, have too much stuff to do and not enough time. And then she says, here's where I know I get my OCD, not just from my dad's side, but from my mom's side make a list even though she claims that that's not a thing well when I search more symptoms I'm like when people ask me and uh, and then it's all like uh everybody has a little bit okay okay we'll just we'll just keep going with that 
But her solution was to make a list. And again, I've made lists and stuff, but for anybody that knows anything about all that stuff, it's that it doesn't work the same level. And, you know, I'm watching, again, a bunch of these shows where it just shows, like, okay, yeah, all right, I, I see this. And speaking of shows, as the week's gone on, uh, that 90s show, phenomenal, hilarious. I understand some people might not like it. I understand they might need more input from actual 90s people, not like the Gen Zers that are just dressing like some 90s style. It hit me, but uh, and other people, but I don't really know. That being said, it's just the casting was Phenomenal as well. I did want to just say that the person who plays Jake Kelso, I might have said this earlier, I didn't really think that they could pull it off, but again, when you really look at him, he looks just like Kelso. I think I've said that multiple times, but when you think about Mila Kunis's height and Ashton Kutcher's height, the actor is like 5'8, five, 5'9, five, Mila's like 5'4, five, 5'3, five, and Ashton 6'2. You kind of put them all together, and suddenly that's the in between height. I do want to really see uh, Betsy next season, if that's a possibility. I really don't want them to wreck Connor out completely. And People can be like, yeah, they destroyed a lot of development. I've decided that they ended the season, like the series finale was in 1978. You know, they didn't really always do the best with the timeline. Again, Eric turned like 18 twice or 17, three, I don't know. He turned a lot of different, and it was kind of a floating timeline. Uh, I do like a lot of the new characters. Leia Foreman is definitely her daughter's, her father's daughter. That's all I'm going to say. If you are someone who does not understand that, please just, you know, if you were going to describe a a kid, it was, she's definitely got the, both personalities of her parents, but she also has a lot of Grandpa Red in her. And I honestly liked seeing Red kind of, he was not a hard ass on her. He was not, I mean... <laughs> He did, though, still give it to her straight. Like, he told her on her birthday she, when she was concerned about life. And I'm not going to try to do too many major spoilers, but this was just such a great scene. I can't not talk about it. But he's like, let's face it, you're half dumbass. You know, like, he's like, none of us know what we're doing, but you also have an extra leg down, not leg up, down, <laughs> because you're half dumbass, and that's just, that's tried and true to his character. Yes, he's gotten a lot softer over the, like, moments and the years, but it was just so funny, and let's not talk about Ashton Kutcher's amazing burn, like, when he comes in, like, a burn, like, you, you knew it, the minute, like, and the thing is, though, you knew Red knew that it was, uh, that it, Jay's last name was going to be Kelso. You just knew it. And <laughs> the fact, though, that when he's like, it's evolving. Why? Because the kid gets straight A's. He should be happy the kid gets straight A's and his better behavior than his dad usually did. 
in some ways. But yes, I get it. You didn't want him near Grinch. Much more that we could talk about between that. Fred is the main character energy that we all still love and need. Being said, I don't really know much more to talk about on that because there's like so many different layers. And Eric as a dad is so hilarious to consider the whole aspects of what is going on. You don't really know what his, you know, plans were in life. Except for the fact that there is no surprise, though, that that man is still teaching the religion of Star Wars. And, of course, it's a swift kick in the ass by Red and so on and so forth. Honestly, though, can we talk about how, as U.S. people, we talk about, like, Kitty's manipulation is still on point. And, you know, I know it's wrong because, again, it's just this but again it just adds to her character all over again but it's just like a damn girl you are very much you are very much into that uh plane up the guilt you've got it like when you think about it it's just wow and yes i think it was good that she did like go and talk to jay about like oh if he really like her but the way that it was done was just absolute okay kitty and I get it that that's just how she is as a character but it was like I could do I can ask so many therapists what they would say Kitty has besides you know just the stereotypical empty nester syndrome but yeah but as far as all the kids and the new characters I love it we gotta talk about Ozzy I mean he was hilarious he was the perfect mix of kind of when people want to compare which I don't think we should but want to compare the OG characters with the new characters etc I definitely think he's the perfect blend of Jackie and Fez like people go but I think he's more likable than Fez I know that's wrong to say but again with all the stuff going on with Wilmer Valderrama we do not need to get too much into it also if you see that interview with that Ashley after Heisen uh, who plays Gwen when she said that she became um, like besties with him. We will we we will watch that. Uh, have a very little comment at this moment, but it didn't didn't sit well with a majority of the internet. And I know if she's listening to this, she's probably gonna whatever. And yes, you said professional, but just just be careful, kid. That's all I can say. You have the same birthday as me, so I'm also going to be extra protective in that way about it. But you did a great job. I love yours and Kelly Havera's uh, friendship with Balea. I do want to touch on that ending was not quite what I expected and why the hell is Netflix only giving us 10 episodes here's the thing with a show like Ginny and Georgia where most of them are like over an hour near an hour yeah okay 10 because it's kind of watching a movie this is only 20 to 30 minutes you gotta at least give us 20 which is why like that season, but I get it. I get it. That's Netflix and what's greenlit, but man, maybe it'll turn out like Abbott Elementary, which I'll touch on that in a little bit of how much I love that show still and how much of a queen that Charlie Ralph is. I mean, truly wonderful human being. She, I guess right now I'm going to get into it when she said 
that quote this week. It, it hit home. When you look in the mirror, if you don't like what you see, that's on you. Like, again, powerful woman. Definitely, like, she is at least acknowledging not everyone's gonna like you. You don't have to worry about everyone. Just as long as you like yourself. And that... Again, I know we don't always do follow the advice, but I think that was much needed for a lot of people around the world, especially women, especially women of color in the industry, etc. But yeah, uh, going back though to that 90s show, uh, I do really like the characters, just how well they all seem to work together, and just the vibe was there. It was definitely very much I'm glad they didn't stick to Jay being that stereotypical dumbass of a Kelso but at the same time where the hell is the water tower fall off I know that you did not want to rely too much on nostalgia or anything but seriously even no matter how smart he is I feel he's still gonna fall off the water tower because he's a Kelso and why did not like seriously why did we not get that we needed that and so there's so much more, obviously. And just uh, Nate and Gwen, I love their sibling dynamics. I definitely think that their mom is Sherry. Definitely the version of Lori that we all kind of needed, or that Lori Jackie, where, you know, they need some help. She needs some guidance from Red, obviously. And um, she definitely is working through a lot. But, you know, Red, Kitty makes Red obviously begrudgingly help her out but he definitely has developed a soft spot for her understand she's down on her luck at a lot of times etc but the fact that she even said you know you're not like my dad just because you're not dead for starters but also you were never as much of a jerk and it would be very interesting to see her and Eric in a scene together Although, we all know that if her and Eric were in a scene together, it's probably because of something that's going on with the kids. But it's just hilarious. Uh, 10 out of 10 recommended. Obviously, I can't get into too much more just with how much it... I mean, I feel like a lot of people have finished it by now because of how quick it goes, but it's just like... You really don't want to overanalyze everything to an extent, but oh, there's so much to talk about. But can we also just acknowledge how Red is just, and I said this earlier, but Red's just amazing. I love him. I loved that he came back with his iconic line. I love how, you know, his dynamics with Eric have changed a little bit, but not so much that it's, you know, to the point where he is still kind of writing him harshly about things. But I think, though, there was an article that was published that I really do think that people should watch or read. I think it's from Vox, where Red doesn't inherently hate the kids now that they're in their, like, mid-30s. He just finds them still kind of idiots, and it's still that dynamic of he was raised in, like, the 40s and 50s, kind of, where it was h harder to... Um, 
it was just different for how to be a man in that society. Not saying that, you know, it was still different in the 70s. But I think for him it was just more, oh, Eric's friends are kind of morons. No, really morons. And then suddenly it's like, oh, Leia's uh, hanging out with kind of the similar bunch. But I will say that it's just nice to see him kind of have grown a little softer. Again, he gave, uh, after Nate's like, oh, Nikki liked my uh, flannel. And after Gwen had stolen some of his flannel, instead of, here's the thing, though. he I feel like he respects, you know, Nate Runk over Gwen a little more because Nate went out of his way to be like, hey, Uncle Red, even though we know that that's not going to go well for a while, but still, can I have one of yours as opposed to, you know, Gwen just goes in and steals it, which again, I loved how Leia's like the the place that I never set foot in, but I really got to admit that Nikki is a very crucial part but in a sense not so and yet her and Nate don't always make sense but again a lot of those relationships in the original that 70s show doesn't always make sense but I have to acknowledge though that I really do appreciate seeing someone who's like very much into academics it's a lot like Donna in many ways voice of reason you know she's maybe not the best fit for him but aside from that she fits in well with that group so We'll see what we're going to see, and yeah, I think I've talked a lot about this and and the OG characters as far as even, like, the smallest character, Fenton, returned, and even that was just a big surprise that I think we all needed, because even (laughs) nobody questions really what's going on with Fenton, and then it was about the Dippin' Dots, and, and yeah. There's just so many parallels, and I'll be making a lot of reaction series to them. But I I cannot imagine a better group. I know people can say some things about casting, but I think they nailed it as far as casting goes. And even if uh, Callie doesn't look as much of a mix of uh, Laura and... Topher, I do think that she nailed the mannerisms, etc. She definitely has a natural ability. She fits a lot of their stuff. Plus, it's like not everybody looks like identical to their parents. So, I mean, great job again with the Jay Kelso, because that definitely needed to be with how the timeline was going. But she definitely has enough of Eric that it definitely she is his child. She has his humor, but she's also, again, like Red, when she told him, when, uh, she told him about how, uh, Yoda is a puppet with some guy up his butt. It was his hand up his butt, like, that, that was gold, and that's why I think Obviously, Red is less harsh on her because she's not as obsessed with Star Wars. Again, maybe it's that whole girl wrapped around his finger, but it's still just interesting. I do think that they all have some extra siblings, a few of them at least, and I do want to see a lot more of that potentially brought in. Not like a huge storyline, but I do want to see, you know, what if Leia had a younger sibling, like a younger brother that was at camp during Fourth of July, which even though... It wasn't really talked about. I think they were just trying to find the footing with this first season, which is totally fine. Not not to mention that, I mean, 
Donna's whole family had been retconned, which was kind of a mess. So I could see this. I definitely want, and it'll probably happen, a season two. I definitely loved every minute of it. Obviously, there's some things that we could tweak, but aside from that, again, 9 to 10 out of 10. And I say 9 because it's like, I don't know much more about the 90s to know everyone's slow commenting who lived in the 90s. And again, I was born very end of the 90s. So I'm a barely a 2000 kid born. Like the mid 2000s were my, my peak prime moment, like I've said. And that's where people can say to me, oh my gosh, you're a millennial. No, 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 no. We have been over this. I've decided 93 through 96 is millennial. And then 97 through 2002 is a um, beginning elder Gen Z. Because here's the thing. I've met enough people to be like, I don't fit with the millennialness, and that's true, but I'm still a millennial, so they're the millennials. But I think, I guess, as a whole, it could be anyone from 93 to 2000 that is, like, the millennial. But, again, it really depends, but I've also said, according to Pew Research, it's 97 when it starts and a lot of other sources. And I know people are going to be like, why are you wasting so much time talking about that? Because I think we all have identity crisis at multiple points in our life. And it's just sometimes okay if we just continuously talk about it. Plus, again, it gets confusing sometimes. And I'm bringing up Ginny and Georgia again because you might as well with how much stuff goes on. But all those characters still look like the teenagers that are in their 20s all still look kind of like teenagers are blown away by their real ages and then meanwhile the ones in their 30s still don't look like they're in their 30s but they still it's so random but I am glad that they chose just one last thing about that 70s or 90s show wow they kind of stuck to the original formula where even though they still wanted I think more people that were in their later teens or closer to 18. I mean, Mila Kunis kind of weaseled her way in there, but I'm kind of glad that they, you know, chose and not your most stereotypical influencer looking ones. Cause I've had so many headaches over that too. I was like, how is this going to work? What's it going to look like? I don't know if I'm going to be happy about this, which I know for a bunch of people to say, uh, you don't know, Sarah's never happy, blah, 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 cool and normal. I know that's weird, but I don't know what else to say. It's just they seem more in touch with reality than some others. And I know that anybody listening to this might have a comment on this divulging that I go into or down the rabbit hole. And again, I am completely, you know, I've critiqued so many people here and there, and I try not to give a lot of names. But again, I think I mentioned this in the past, but the one thing that I really did appreciate as much as like, here's the thing, ups and downs with certain, you know, former actors, etc. And again, if you have not listened to I Hear Voices, you should with Chrissy Carlson Romano and Will Friedle. But they, um, I do like her podcast Vulnerable as well, but she, which is good, Christy Carlson Romano actually did, uh, put a, um, lock on her kids' social media, which was good. I never followed them, but, you know, 
when people used to ask like, oh, what are you doing about this? Oh, don't you have a Instagram for your kids? Yeah, but then I'm like, she privatized it. She never actually posted that much. I'm not saying it's one way or another, but she actually really listens to Mom Uncharted. I think I've mentioned this multiple, but I think in the new year, I do want to say other things I've noticed. Her and Allison Stoner are teaming up way more. Allison Stoner has her own um, movement uh I'm trying to think. I follow it, and yet I'm blanking on the whole thing. But she's doing a lot of work. Uh, Alexa Nichols. We've talked about a bunch of this stuff, but it's still true. And I think that it's phenomenal that a lot of them go out and are exposing and talking about things, even if it's not like people can see them making the change immediately. Change doesn't happen immediately. Hell, I was listening to a podcast called the shift podcast with katie boyle she just laid it all out she's from ireland i've mentioned her multiple times i'd love to have her as a guest some time on here but the reason that i'm going into her briefly is just because she uh nailed it when describing like what we want as human beings and i think that that's just like a telling sign that especially when you know quarantine's kept us locked up so much that we don't always know how to behave as basic human beings like even with my adhd aside from that it's like i don't really know how to act anymore and then i'm just like slowly like finding myself all that same shit that we've gone through but it's like it's re-watching though all these tv shows and then watching the reboots you realize I really don't have anything figured out and that I feel like I'm still going through my, a different type of struggle. Like, you know, people talk about, like, second puberty. No, 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 no. This is, like, third puberty, like, the real puberty going through life. And even the, and it's like people have said second puberty doesn't fully exist. And I don't know how to feel about all of the things that I just laid out. And I don't fully get where you know, my next step is, and that's why I'm glad I created this podcast, just if you're in similar shoes. I've been really just, um, overanalyzing things in my life lately, where it's suddenly started to feel that way, and it's like, I gotta clean up so much stuff, I've gotta, you know, organize, describe, and then I'm like, as I mentioned earlier with my whole thing about my, uh, ADHD, OCD. The problem is that my OCD does not cancel out my ADHD at all. Anything my ADHD actually is more of the power. Like, I do want to be clean. I do want to do all this. But then it's like, no, I can't. Like, and then every once in a while I get in a habit of doing something good with the list, etc. And then, bam, it just goes back. And I start to think constantly, like... No, I can't just get a planner. No, I can't follow this TikTok ad, which, by the way, those ones are coming in hot, and I feel like shadow banning is still going on way too much for me and many others. Also, YouTube Shorts, seriously, I am sick and tired of your shit. Like, I can change a lot of that aspect. I'm trying to make it a reaction video that people lively can see, and yet you still don't let me post that often, which is fine, whatever, but it's like, come on, I also give credit every single time, there just needs to be some sort of middle ground loophole, like, I even changed people's voices to try to avoid the whole copyright claim to get taken down, 
but I tag everyone when I'm reacting to a TV show. I know it's neither here nor there. I just had to get that out yet again so people could fully understand what I'm thinking of, where I'm coming from, what's my next step, because I can't fully understand it either, and I get just so goddamn stressed out about it. I get, because it's like, because you're trying to keep up with everything, and you're just not doing it well. And you know what? I also have been trying to keep up with emails, etc. And, you know, try not to overwhelm other people and blah, 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 blah. Again, the complexity of just how the U.S. American culture is. Also, like I said, we talk about Shakira. We talk about Miley. We talk about all that stuff and just how much it is full circle of, you know, they're like, they don't need no man, they don't need anything, they've got themselves, and, I mean, their, their songs are killing it, like, Miley's is number one right now, and Shakira's is top ten, it's like, all that stuff is like, this is why girls run the world, and I know people are gonna be like, oh my god, Sarah, that was such a cliche thing to say, I know, I know, I and yet, I do not care. I'm going to talk a little bit today, quickly before we finish up this whole podcast, or just, you know, in general, internet hacking, elder family members that are at risk for it. So before anybody says anything, I'm not trying to be ageist whatsoever. And if it comes off that way, I am sorry. But we need to realize one thing. Hackers are a big deal. We've been trained as Gen Zers, especially, how how they exist. Millennials understand them a little bit better, too. But the generations after that aren't quite aware. Now, I will say that Gen X parents do have an understanding, but that's just because their Gen Z kids were learning around the same time. So they got a better idea. However, hacking is such a big deal, and we need to talk about it because it can also happen to around my age range. For example, my brother's friend from growing up, he had just messaged me today about how he got hacked and that I should delete any weird messages, etc. And you could just read by the tone that it's still there that they are like the baby sibling and scared a little bit of you, which I should not be proud of, but it's just like that respect that and just you know, whatever, but I'm not mad. I completely understand. Uh, if you're listening to this, I got the message and I hope that you know that I deleted it. <laughs> Aside from that though, when you think about all that, I've had a lot of elder family members, great aunts, uncles that get hacked into all the time. And I've also had family members who have been outraged that they haven't been asked by said hackers to donate money to them, which again, I don't quite get that, but it's like, or if they're next uh, these hackers are going to know more about them it's just so funny how family can go from one minute to being like oh i care about what happened to this person but now i'm so concerned and make it about themselves so anyway if you are someone that has a loved one kind of in that age range be 65 and over please just check in on them and make sure that their account is secured i would say the same thing for anyone under the age of 13 I also though would hopefully not have that. I talked about this a little earlier, but I don't think that younger kids should really have social media unless it's locked, private, and, you know, controlled by an adult. Like I know some kids do. They don't even have, know how to access theirs. 
and the adults account is private as well. There's just so many, again, like we've talked about scary things on the internet that they don't need to be exposed to yet. And I think that we've gotten a little bit far past some of that stuff with, you know, social media influencers and whatnot. And I know that I might be a little hypocritical talking about this, but keep in mind, I might look younger than I am, but I am in my 20s. I went to school. I did social media communication studies for my graduate and undergrad. I've talked about this a lot and I started to see things and I'm a little more cautious. I don't let just anyone follow me. I know people would say, don't you want more followers? Yes, I completely want more followers. There's just so many weird bots and creeps and stalker. And I know some people just don't quite understand, but I think also just with the vulnerability of being a woman and that's a discussion for another day. So anyway, just here are some thoughts. Leave in the comments below if you agree or disagree with some of the things I said. And yeah, we'll move on from conversation. Do this this week. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, and comment below. And we will see you next week.